ladies and gentlemen. The Conservative Daily Podcast is back. And now your host, Joe Altman and Max McGuire, when we get him back. All right, you get me from uh, hiding right now until Max gets back on. Um, just so you guys know, today at um, 2 o'clock, we are dealing with a very, very corrupt judge. I'm going to give you a couple updates while they get Max back on. One, 1776. Um Paperwork has gone out to a few people. There's been a couple of corrections that have been made, uh, suggestions from those people. So you will start getting, if you're part of the 1776 Ranch, you will start getting uh, information related to the operating agreement and the ability to use the facility, building out a calendar and doing those things. Um, so it's going swimmingly. There's still 363 more spaces left on that deal. We, we do need to fill those up. And so we've... Uh, we put down the deposit. We've done all the stuff we do for the for the deal. We have a closing date for October 20th. Now, this crazy idea that we could just go buy a ranch is coming to fruition. And so I just want you to know and be encouraged that it's going to be great to have a 1776 Patriot Palooza down there on the border and be able to stand uh, close to and help uh, make it a reality that maybe we get to save a few people in that environment. Oh, there's Max. Yeah, uh, I don't know if uh, anyone else in San Antonio can hear it, but we're going through some thunderstorms. So my house—I didn't have a blackout; I just had a flicker. But bad news: my um, un uninterrupted power supply apparently doesn't work anymore. So that's going back to Costco. That'll be fun. But if I if I drop off again, I'll try and get on as fast as possible. But that'll be why. Um, so we were we were just getting an update on the 1776 Patriot Ranch, and walking through. I was going to give an update on the the court case um, with Coomer. We had some major updates in that, in that Max, and I don't know if you knew about it. I don't even know if anyone else knew about it. So maybe I'll just give a quick update. I know that uh, Coomer's attorneys are listening. Um, I have been, obviously, you know, I've been forced into a place where I have to, uh, now I can't go home. I can't go back to Colorado. Um, I can't be in Colorado. I can't be anywhere near Colorado. So I'm, uh, you know, forced to live outside of the state, uh, which, you know, frankly, it just uh, becoming a resident of another state is is nice. But, I, you know, I've been in Colorado for 25 years. But what was interesting about the case today is that Eric Coomer did a and we, we talked about this yesterday. He did a article, a reading with uh, The New York Times, more of a puff piece that uh, is like an alternate reality. It's gaslighting to the ultimate degree of making this guy uh, who is a skinhead, uh, drug addicted, um, I don't know what to call what he said about his wife and what he did to his wife, uh, deviant, um, wants to, uh, you know, actually in this article, divulge some information that I thought was, um, I, didn't, I didn't realize the, the proportions of what he said and, and how it affects his case. But he admitted in the article, Max, that he deleted evidence. Yeah. Prior to actually filing a lawsuit, he deleted evidence, which is you are not allowed to do. You're not allowed to spoil evidence that could be used because there's stuff that I didn't get access to. And he deleted all of his social media. Um, so in doing that, he says that I defamed him, but he took away the ability for us to gain access to this information. So yeah. and he did it before he filed a lawsuit. So that leaves us leaves him open to some significant risks on his side. We are going to sue him. We are going to sue uh, Dominion. We're going to sue a lot of people. I'm going to sue a lot of these these uh, um, uh, 
companies out there that called me a conspiracy theorist that said I lied. He did something else, though, in that article, and that is he admitted that those social posts were his. And by admitting that those social posts were his, he also admitted that he lied in an op-ed that he wrote. He wrote himself in the Denver Post. He wrote that op-ed and in it, he said that I fabricated things which caused an immense amount of backlash from these crazy people out there in the community that want to support him. So they, they attacked my wife, they attacked my kids, they attacked me, they attacked my family, they came to my home, they sent powder in the mail, they did everything they could to hurt me. And um, so there, there's some revelations that came from this, I think some blessings through all this that are going to prove fruitful because I don't know how you I don't know how you destroy evidence. I don't know how you lie over and over and over again and then have some someone make you look like you're a good person. I'm a skinhead, but I'm the type of skinhead that doesn't that does, that's not racist. Right. And I, I don't know what alternate world you're living in, but that's just not something that I know is to be a reality in that world. So anyway, the, the case is going forward. They have a they have a court hearing today at two o'clock. I thought about posting the the uh, link so that people can listen into it. Uh, but I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. So I probably won't do that. Um, yeah, I'll ask well, my if, if it's public, if it's public, people can find it. If it's not public, probably not best to do that. <laughs> I'll check and see if uh, if we can get a bunch of people to, to dial in. Um, we'll, we'll ask my attorney wh whether or not that's something I'm allowed to do or not allowed to do. But the, the bad part is, is that, look, I have to live in a place where um, I can't see my family. Again, more harm done to me than than I think that one could could uh, justifiably say is um, is um, reasonable. And uh, all because I came forward with information I, and, and the, the way that these people have made it out is that I was seeking fame. I think that anyone that knows me for the last couple of decades knows that I don't I don't I care very little, if at all, about being noticed for anything. I just want to live my life and have the character that I think God will judge me by. Right. Don't always I sometimes fall short, but I will tell you that I live my life in a way that, you know, I'm certainly not ch chasing fame and I've never chased money. Um, which I think is one of the reasons why God's blessed me up to this point. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why he's taking it all away from me. <laughs> I guess well, that's, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I've never heard, I, I, I've never been a skinhead. I've never read a whole lot about the skinheads, but my understanding is in the 1990s, there weren't a whole lot of um, tolerant skinheads that there weren't a lot of people who identify as skinheads who liked people of other races. It, it, it wasn't just an idea that you shaved your head. That didn't make you a skinhead. There's, there's a very big no. difference between being a skinhead and having a shaved head. Lots of people shave their heads without becoming skinheads. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to fly. Um, that's like saying you're a, a Nazi that loves the Jews. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't really add up. But we'll see. We'll see if that works for him. Um, I missed the end of it because my light, <laughs> lightning and thunder knocked me out. Um, everything went well with with. Yeah, Dr. Sherwood? yeah, it went, really, okay. it went really well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he gave his regards and is looking forward to seeing us again in the future. Um, I have one more announcement, Max, that I, we, I, I am making several rounds around the country um, going to different events outside of Colorado. And a lot of those events are tied back to the deep rig. And the deep rig, and most of you guys got a text from me yesterday so you could go watch it. They also got an email if you're on the email list. Um, if you're not on the email list, you can go to conservative-daily.com and get on the email list. 
Um, you can also um, text freedom to 89517 and you can get put on the list. So we'll tell you when we go live here as well. Um, but there's a growing desire to, to have me come and speak at churches or events um, where they play the deep rig at uh, concert halls and things like that. So I will be spending time and accepting uh, invitations. If you want me to come to your state, you can get a couple hundred people there to come answer questions. I can get a couple of other people that were involved in this. Bobby Python is running for Senate uh, in um, Illinois. So he may be wanting to attend. Um, you have Patrick Byrne. But, you know, this is a place where maybe you could support the America Project, FEC United, and, uh, you know, bring people to watch the movie. We've, we've, we've faced an amazing amount of uh, pushback on pushing the movie out there. We've had Gmail that has blocked it. We've had Google has tried to block it. We've had different uh, web browsers that have made it difficult for people to watch it. And again, I'd say you don't cut the tongue out of the person that's lying. You cut the cut tongue out of the person that's telling the truth. And we are dealing with a unusual time. So if you decide that you want to hold a event at a large church and, and have people and you want me to come to that, um, feel free to reach back out to us. Uh, I think, Max, it's info at conservative-daily.com. Is that right? Yes, th that'll go to everyone. So that'll and go we'll to come, that'll go to everyone. We'll, and I and I will um I will come to you and we'll come watch a movie together. <laughs> it's actually a so, documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um all good things and, and we'll mention that towards the end for anyone who, who gets in late. Um I didn't have a chance to run through everything with Dr. Sherwick, obviously, because we have a lot to talk about. But what happened yesterday, and this happened before you guys on the podcast could even respond to it. We played a little bit of it, but Joe Biden completely collapsed. He crumbled. He crumbled as a human, being. As a human being. All of his mental def defects, all of his inadequacies were on display for the world to see. 13 U.S. Uh, servicemen dead today because we have a president who quite literally cannot mentally handle the presidency. And I know, Joe, you said that you think other people are pulling the strings. I think that's true in a lot of cases. But I think what last week showed us is that when it actually comes to ordering troops to go here or there, it has to be the president to issue those orders. And if the president has nap time or the president is confused or the president is in a foggy state and he's unable to issue orders, um, I think the history is going to show us that a lot of the problems in Afghanistan stemmed from Joe Biden just being incapable, mentally incapable of being commander in chief. And it's sad. So I want to play a couple of these clips so people can see because it's bad. It's bad. And, and before we even get into the Joe Biden clips, Joe, did you see this lightning strike at the White House? Have you seen that video? I, I did. We, I, I think everyone needs to see it. It's absolutely amazing. And the Marine that was standing outside yeah. turned and walked inside very formally, yeah, yeah. but yeah. with a, oh, my, what is happening here? Yeah. So the Marines are stationed outside of, I, I don't know if that was the Oval Office or one of the other doors, but the Marines are stationed outside whenever the president is in there. Um, so the Marines, they're not quite like the Buckingham Palace guards. They're, they're not completely stone-faced, but uh, they're not supposed to leave unless there is a serious threat to their life or health. And what we see here, and we're going to play this clip, is this Marine, he, he gets startled a bit, but he, he, you can see he thinks about it for a second. He's like, wait a minute, I'm not just going to stand in this lightning storm. Yeah, sure, lightning doesn't strike twice all that often, but how about I go inside? So for anyone who hasn't seen it, 
Let's play this. This is cut number one. Yeah, so what you just saw there is probably, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh listen, God. anyone would jump. It land, it struck like j right there. So what you just saw there was probably the most formal form of nope that I've ever seen. I mean, that's like <laughs> this man is well, not worth it. I'm, I'm protecting the president. That's true, but this man is not worth a lightning strike. I'm going inside. Well, he didn't really say that, but that's how I, that's what I I interpret it as. He's like, nope, nope, inside time. Um, but that kind of set the tone for this next bit of the press conference. The heavens quite literally were trying to smite the White House. And uh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, he was off, for, for lack of a better word. He, he did not rise to the occasion. Let's be nice. He did not rise to the occasion. He, 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 <laughs> he left a lot to be desired. Not very presidential at all. So I want to play a couple of these clips. First of all. This clip of Joe Biden, we all know 13 U.S. soldiers killed in Afghanistan. 13 U.S. soldiers killed in Afghanistan. And this is how he responds to it. Mr. Producer, let's play cut number two. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. I will defend our interests and our people with every measure at my command. Now, does anyone, Joe, watching that, do, does does that strike fear in anyone? Does anyone say, oh, no, Joe's coming for me? No. Uh, sorry. Please silence all phones in the theater. I'm sorry, that's me. I, 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 I think that was definitely me. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> no, I make noises when I fart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's Josh's good. excited that's sound. So, Joe, does does that does that strike fear in the hearts of anyone? Jo no. What Joe Biden just did. No, and 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 to say that you don't forgive and you won't forget—that's all hyperbolic statements that that mean nothing. It, it doesn't tell the American people how we're going to deal with the. 20, 30, 40,000 Americans that are still stuck in Afghanistan or the fact that they knew had intel for a week and did nothing about it. And the failure of leadership inside of our government standard or our, our military that get, put us in a place where we're having to deal with this to begin with or leaving the way that we left or allowing us to ship out 6,500 Afghanis without doing one sort of of check on who they are as people. It, it, it flies in the face of common sense. And all he did is just reinforce the fact that he's, he's pathetic. And, and I, and I'll, I'll have to tell you though, Max, I, I watched the, I watched him yesterday and I got more and more angry as he quoted the Bible, more and more angry as he quoted things that, uh, or, or said things that was meant to, I guess, instill some sort of comfort in people. We lost 13 soldiers. We lost 13 people because of their ineptitude and lack of leadership and lack of courage and no amount of putting us on the chess table and making us pawns that they that are just expendable 
um, is going to uh, explain that away. It's just not going to. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time. Yeah. I have a hard time dealing with all of this because of course no one gets instilled with any fear. First of all, from a technical point, these were suicide bombers. You can't just go punish them. They blew themselves up. So the idea that whoever did this, we're going to find you and punish you. These were people with vests strapped to their chest who killed themselves. Joe Biden's not going to punish them just from a very technical, I guess he'd go after the people who tried to help them, but he can't actually punish the people who killed themselves in the process. But secondly, Joe Biden did promise that anyone who attacked our forces would be met with swift and, and a brutal response. We have the clip. We have the clip just from a, a little over a week ago. Ms. Brewster, play cut number three. Cut three. We're in constant contact with the Taliban, working to ensure civilians have safe passage to the airport. We are particularly focused on our engagements on making sure every American who wants to leave can get to the airport. Where we have been seeing challenges with Americans for, for Americans, we have thus far been able to resolve them. We've been able, we've made, look, and we, we, we've made clear to the Taliban that any attack, any attack on our forces or disruption of our operations at the airport will be met with swift and forceful response. We're also keeping a close watch on any potential terrorist threat at or around the airport, including from the ISIS affiliates in Afghanistan who were released from prison when the prisons were emptied. And because they are, by the way, and make everybody understand that the, the ISIS in Afghanistan are the, have been the sworn enemy of the Taliban. I've said all along, we're going to retain a laser focus on our counterterrorism mission, working in close coordination with our allies and our partners. And all those who have an interest in... You muted yourself, Max. I'm oh, sorry. Don't want to laugh. He very clearly did not do what he just said. Not only did he not no. keep his eye on the ball, but he also, there no. was no swift response. There was no swift response whatsoever. Did I miss it? Did I miss it, Joe? I you don't did, think they did anything. They've done anything. I don't, I don't know how you missed it, but you missed it. Yeah. I mean, if you... It's all it's all about walking softly and carrying a big stick. That's the old Teddy Roosevelt saying. Joe Biden talks softly and carries no stick. That's so it. That's his foreign policy. Point, I want to point something else out that I think is important that we with that we talk about, right? And that is yesterday. Do you know the Bible verse that he quoted? Uh, no. Let me know. So the Bible verse was Isaiah six eight, and he started by saying, "Here I am, Lord, send me." Right. And he did this because he wanted to talk about the armed forces and that they they don't do it for glory or for profit, but to defend mm -hmm. what we love and the people we love. Right. And that that'd be great if they were fighting for that. But they're not. They're actually fighting for people who are greedy and power hungry and they're losing their lives for uh, miscalculations and things and things that they shouldn't have that shouldn't be losing their lives for. But the reason why he, when he chose that verse it just shows you the lack of authenticity is because that verse um, in the in the Bible was when 
when the Jews were describing God's calling to serve as a prophet to the chosen people, right? And you and and, and for Christians, it's seen as a uh, vocation of missionaries to promote the gospel. But in both interpretations, here I am expresses a willingness to participate in the fulfillment of divine purposes, not for going into battle. And so for him to take that Bible verse, it shows you how much they don't understand the Bible. They, these are not Christian people. And this is what the devil would do. The devil would come in. And I know that this is not a, I'm not a pastor, right? I'm a believer in Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. I already told you before, I'm from the south side of heaven, right? I'm, an, I'm not afraid to stand up. I'm not afraid to stand um, in the gap and defend someone that you would say, uh, you know, why not give up the Antifa guy? Right. It's not you, Joe. And he could just, you know, just give him up because I know that they'll kill him. And if they don't kill him, he'll probably kill himself. But you don't you don't take the Bible and then use it for whatever you want and say, oh, this this Bible verse applies to uh, going to McDonald's. And this one applies to why we should go wipe out entire civilizations. It it is a it shows you that these people, the the, the devil himself had to come down and convince us that nothing to see here. Because that's what we're dealing with. When you when you push in a Bible verse and you misinterpret or take that Bible verse and then apply it to soldiers going into battle and then don't give them the tools to fulfill the, the battle needs, it's just, it, it, it's it's crazy. He, he chose a Bible verse that some moron sitting in the back room said, oh, I know, let me just go Google some sort of Bible verse and we'll put it up there in there so that we can, we can tell the Christians we're, we're with you. It's disingenuous at best. And yeah. It just shows you how much of a pieces of trash they are as people. So, oh, now I'm getting a little bit of an echo, Mr. Producer. Um, let, let's play the next part of this clip. The end of Joe Biden's speech right before he called on pre-selected reporters. Let's play cut number four. Thank you. May God bless you all, and may God protect his troops and all those standing watch for America. We have so much to do. It's within our capacity to do it. We just have to remain steadfast. Steadfast. We will complete our mission, and we will continue after our troops have withdrawn to find means by which we can find any American who wishes to get out of Afghanistan. We will find them and we will get them out. Ladies and gentlemen, they gave me a list here. The first person I was instructed to call on was Kelly O'Donnell of NBC. You have said leaving Afghanistan is in the so first of all, that looked like a man who was dying. He, he is that that does not look like a man in good health. That is the response. That is the press conference after 13 soldiers just got killed. Not to mention yeah. the I think it's over 100 other um Afghans, countless more wounded. That is what his response looked like. If Donald Trump had ever stood up and performed like that, they would have they would have dragged him out of office. Quite literally, they would have demanded the Twenty Fifth Amendment be executed, and they would have they would have ran him out of town on a rail. 
Well, they did talk that about the, the 25th. They, they did talk about using the 25th Amendment. I know, but Amendment on lesser things. <laughs> yeah, on very much lesser things. And you have a man that's standing up there that is clearly broken. He is broken. And and it shows that you saying the quiet part out loud, which I don't know if you saw that uh, Jen Psaki two days ago said the quiet part out loud when she said that it was a pandemic. Did you see that? Did you see that video? No. no. Oh, it's unbelievable. I'll find the video, I'll send it over to the producer so he can run it. But she actually comes out and says the pandemic. But you have a man here that is standing on a stage that is mumbling. I don't I don't even know if, if it, it, it was. You remember that uh, uh, thing where it says we are all uh, Billy Madison, right? And we are all yeah. dumber as a result of you speaking. Yeah. God rest your soul. <laughs> I'd play that clip, but I'm not sure we can get away with it. No, we can't. Every time we play it, we get copy striked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, every time we do, we get copy striked. So, but but so at the end of that, he then follows that feeble performance and says, "Well, now we're going to call on the one I've been instructed to call on." So after all that, he still is just listening to what his other what his staffers tell him to do. He doesn't even have any control over this at all no. any any he, he called on a couple of the pre-selected um reporters and at the very end off script he decides that he wants to call on peter Ducey. which yeah if you are suffering mental decline if you are incapable of going off script and you're being fed reporters who are going to ask tough questions but they're not going to be hostile questions the last person you'd want to call on would be the Fox News reporter. And it went about as well as it could have gone. We played a little bit of it with Joe Biden quite literally like this. But I want to play it in its entirety. I think I think you need to see the context because it, this is the scary it, doesn't, part. it doesn't get better when you watch a couple minutes more. Joe Biden tried to blame Donald Trump for the soldiers dying. That was despicable. That was disgusting. No, it's Joe Biden who ordered this situation tried to blame Donald Trump. It's just a it's just a terrible look. So I want to play it in its entirety. Um, let's watch this. This is the end of Biden's press conference, taking the final question from Ducey. Let's play cut number five. I'll take one more question. Wait, 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 wait. Let me take the one question from the most interesting guy that I know in the press. That's you. Mr. President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks? I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late. But here's the deal. You know, I wish you'd one day say these things, you know as well as I do, that a former president made a deal with the Taliban, that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others but would not attack any American forces. Remember that? I'm, I'm being serious. I, no, I, I'm asking you a question. Be, uh, because before... No, 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 wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that, is that accurate, the best of you or not? 
What? I think they have an issue that people are likely to get hurt. Some, as we've seen, have gotten killed, and that it is messy. The reason why, whether my friend will acknowledge it or has reported it, the reason why there were no attacks on Americans, as you said, from the date until I came into office, was because the commitment was made by President Trump, I will be out by May 1st. In the meantime, you agree not to attack any Americans. That was the deal. That's why no American was attacked. Yes, I do, because look at it this way, folks. And I'm going to I have another meeting for real. But imagine where we'd be if I had indicated on May the 1st, I was not going to renegotiate an evacuation date. We were going to stay there. I'd have only one alternative, pour thousands of more troops back into Afghanistan to fight a war that we had already won relative to why the reason we went in the first place. I have never been of the view that we should be sacrificing American lives to try to establish a democratic government in Afghanistan, a country that has never once in its entire history been a united country and is made up, I don't mean this in a derogatory, made up of different tribes who have never, ever, ever gotten along with one another. And so, as I said before, and this is the last comment I'll make, we'll have more chance to talk about this, unfortunately, beyond, because we're not out yet. If Osama bin Laden, as well as Al-Qaeda, had chosen to launch an attack when they left Saudi Arabia out of Yemen, would we have ever gone to Afghanistan? Even though the Taliban completely controlled Afghanistan at the time, would we have ever gone? I know it's not fair to ask you questions, it's rhetorical, but raise your hand if you think we should have gone and given up thousands of lives and tens of thousands of wounded. Now we're going to cut it. We're going to cut it because this doesn't make any sense. He runs away. Joe Biden yeah. just made a confession that stunning that the Taliban didn't kill any soldiers because they feared Donald Trump. I mean, he's admitting it. Taliban didn't kill any soldiers in that final year because they knew that Donald Trump would bomb them beyond the Stone Age, yeah. <laughs> bomb, bomb them into prehistoric and I, times. And I almost feel as if they should have. They should have. Yeah. But what does it say about Joe Biden that he admits that under that agreement that Donald Trump made, no U.S. soldiers were killed? And he also, in previous interviews, admits that he scrapped that deal to go it alone, where he admits there he did not renegotiate that deal to have similar terms, and instead decided to pull 
<laughs> pull them out in the most destructive, asinine, chaotic way possible. No, Joe Biden owns this. It's not Donald Trump's fault. You can't say it's Donald Trump's fault while pointing to Donald Trump's policies and saying, oh, he made sure that American servicemen weren't killed in action and then say, oh, he's responsible for this. He's not responsible for what happened yesterday. That falls squarely on Joe Biden's shoulders. And <laughs> listen, I, I know we, we disagree on, on who's more dangerous, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris in this job right now. But I truly cannot think of anyone more dangerous as commander in chief than someone who is not mentally capable of doing the job for all of the policy disagreements, for all of the evil stuff that Kamala Harris believes in. At the very least, she would not have American soldiers get killed because of a brain freeze, because she was sleepy, because something confused her and she needed to get some rest, right? Because indecisiveness, you wouldn't have that. You'd may, maybe have soldiers die for other reasons, but at least they wouldn't be dying because of mental, true mental incompetency. So we're reaching a point where this isn't even about politics anymore. We cannot have a president of the United States who is incapable of mentally doing the job. We just can't. We just can't. Well, I think that I think that we are we are at a critical place and, and I'm really pissed off. There's a lot of people that are pissed off, but it's what we do from here. Right? It's it's the it's the call to action. It's the standing up. It's becoming an advocate. We've got to start being the ones to, to stand in the gap. I, I'm a firm believer that we should walk in and create a day that's called the eviction day, national eviction day. And we walk into each one of these places across the country in all 50 states. And we pick up all of their stuff. We walk it outside, we put it on the street and say, you're evicted. You're no longer a judge. You're no longer a legislator. You're no longer a school board person. You're not. You don't represent our interests and do so nonviolently. And you'd say, oh, you can't do it. Why can't we? What, see, the, the problem I have, Max, is that we allow people like Biden to act the way he does with impunity. And we're like, well, there's nothing we can do. But with it, there's a lot we can do. We can act as the people. Right. And and make sure that we follow through with what we said we were going to do. Hey, you don't represent our interests. We're going to kick you out. Get out. What are they going to do? Yeah. They're going to send the police and the police have a decision to make. Are they or are they not acting outside the, the confines of who they are? And I use Oregon as an example. And by the way, shout out to Rick in Oregon. Um, he, uh, uh, he you know, he, he, we give him hope with the things that we talk about. And uh, so he's a longtime listener. I just want to give Rick a shout out as well um, from Oregon. Keep listening. But I think that we miss we miss the the understanding of how much power we have. We miss the ability to stand in the gap and take back all the things that they've taken from us. And the police would have to make a decision. And that that decision would be, hey, they're burning and looting and the DA is letting them out. I'm arresting them. I'm giving them to him and they're letting them out. And these people are walking in the DA's office like they should in uh, Michael Schmidt in in uh, Portland. They're walking in and taking all the stuff and throwing them out. So the police show up to they have to make a decision. Either I'm a part of Antifa and I'm a part of this terrorist organization that destroys people's lives that are pedophiles, rapists and closet racists or they aren't. Right. Those are the we two choices. Got, we just got our Facebook stream claimed by some company that's just Chinese characters. They tried to claim ownership of that Fox News clip. We've already disputed it, but uh, hopefully that doesn't hurt our Facebook reach at all any more than Facebook censorship already does. China. How 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 
But we've already, I already disputed that. I disputed that. Yeah, yeah China. China. Um, so. So, you know what I'm trying to do right now, Max? Um, let's see here. Yes, I can listen. No one record the call. It is against the rules if you were in the courtroom. If you were able to record, someone would tell them when to record if they can jump in. Okay, so who here would want to get on? There's a there's a court hearing for um, for the Coomer suit, and it's it's basically a, a bashing of me. And you can listen into them uh, trying to figure out if they can hold me in con- direct contempt and sanction me for not showing up for a deposition. Um, so. Uh, who here wants to listen to that court case? Listen in. Anybody? Anybody want to listen in? Let's see. I'll, I'll wait till people respond in the comments. <laughs> but I'm going to publish the call, the court case call. Um, if uh, you guys want to listen in, it's in 10 minutes. Um, so I'm going to put out publicly inside of here and everywhere else. Um, the call-in number with the login number, I'm hoping that we over just overwhelm it. It'd be really nice if we did. I probably wouldn't say that out loud, but I'm going to go ahead and put it in here so you guys can all listen to this very corrupt judge who marched in the Antifa protest in 2020. Um, so I just put it in there. There's a phone number and a code. Um, I'm going to put it in all the different channels so you have the ability if you want to call in. Um, and you can hear what, what I'm dealing with on a regular basis with this judge. You're also going to hear from some of the other plaintiffs' counsels, excuse me, the, the uh, defendants, them talking about the fact that Coomer has no credibility. You have to throw the case out because he destroyed evidence and then filed a lawsuit. So he destroyed evidence. He admitted he destroyed the evidence. And then he filed a lawsuit saying, oh, you defamed me. Well, why did you destroy evidence? Why are you hiding things? So I went ahead and put it in the in the deal. I don't know if you can pin it at the top, Max, but that will be in 10 minutes um, at two o'clock. Um, I'm also going to put it on Telegram so people on Telegram can uh, can do it. I I actually think it's going to be um, it should be interesting. Two o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, that's four o'clock um, Eastern Time or one o'clock. Well, so um, okay, so let, let's get through as much of this as possible then, if if we're going to okay. be. Um, jumping off so everyone can watch that. Um, just want to make sure everyone knows, in light of yesterday, the White House still actually believes that this is a success. And this is what um, Jen Psaki, Circle Batgirl, said a day or two prior about how the withdrawal was nothing but an absolute success. Play cut number six. Go ahead. Thank you, Jen. Is there any concern that maybe trying to reach this deadline and get everybody out uh, Mistakes are being made now that there is a report that at least one of the Afghans evacuated to Qatar uh, has suspected ISIS ties. Well, first, I would say we have a stringent vetting process, which includes uh, background checks before any individual comes to the United States. Uh, so I can't speak to one individual, but I can tell you and, and confirm for you that we take the vetting of any individual who comes to the United States and, and comes out incredibly seriously. Um, and it's an extensive process. Uh, I would say that this is now on track, Peter, to be the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, so and that is a. a bringing American citizens out. It is bringing our Afghan partners out. It is bringing allies out. Uh, so no, I would not say that is that anything but a success. Okay, and I know that you... But a success, not anything but a success. Obviously, obviously she said that before the bombing yesterday, 
but before the bombing yeah. yesterday, it still was not anything but a success. I just, I, I don't know what these people are smoking. I don't know because you can't just lie this much. You can't, no one believes it. No one believes it. And they still just are, are pushing lie after lie after lie. And I, I just don't know. I, I don't know how they think they can get away with this. I don't, I don't know. No idea. So we got you know, it's, a it's, little bit of time. It's, oh, interesting. it's interesting that uh, um, it's interesting that we have to deal with the things that we deal with on a regular basis with people that are so stupid that they think that we're dumb enough because there are dumb people. Yeah, they're called Democrats, right? Um, but that the, the, we're so stupid that we're going to believe a word out of their mouth. It's not a mistake that most media uh, sources out there in the mainstream media are considered the, the most the pariahs of our country and the pariahs of our society. Yet people still seem to listen to these people. So I, I think we're at a we're at a place right now where um, where we're going to have to make a decision on uh, whether or not we just turn it off, get get away from these tech companies and start fighting back. And when I mean fighting back, I, I do not mean violently. But if if we go there in a nonviolent way and they do put violence on us, then, you know, that, that's not us causing violence. That's us protecting ourselves, protecting our family and protecting our country. So we only got a couple more minutes before we're going to have to get off the air if people want to watch that um, that hearing. So I want to I want to end with this. Yeah, I listening guess. into the hearing. You have to call in to call. in. Yeah, listen. So I, I guess what we will end with this. Donald Trump released a statement and obviously it was pre-written obviously he had a camera so um but I, I want people to juxtapose this in your mind with what we just saw from joe biden which was feebleness which was weakness overall just pathetic compare that to donald trump's response which i thought was absolutely spot on let's go ahead and play this mr producers this is cut number nine as one nation america mourns the loss of our brave and brilliant american service members in a savage and barbaric terrorist attack in Afghanistan. These noble American warriors laid down their lives in the line of duty. They sacrificed themselves for the country that they loved, racing against time to rescue their fellow citizens from harm's way. They died as American heroes, and our nation will honor their memory forever. I want to express my deepest condolences to the families of those we have lost. Today, all Americans grieve alongside you. Together, we also pray that God will heal the other courageous American service members who were wounded in this heinous attack. In addition, our hearts are with the families of all the innocent civilians who died and with the many men, women, and children who were terribly injured in this act of evil. This tragedy should never have taken place. It should never have happened. And it would not have happened if I were your president. Over the past few weeks, I know that many Americans have felt profound sorrow and even pain watching the events taking place in Afghanistan, and perhaps none more so than the veterans of that 20-year war. Many of them answered the call proudly and without hesitation after the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. Every American who served in Afghanistan has made tremendous sacrifices for our country. On behalf of your fellow citizens, I want you to know that those sacrifices were not made in vain. 
We know what you did. We know how brave you were. And we thank you. We salute you. And we honor you for all time. I hope that every American will join me in continuing to pray for the safe return of all U.S. citizens and soldiers from Afghanistan in the coming days. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. So very different from what we got from Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it's night and day. It's just night and day difference. It's not even close. It's not even close. Just to make sure we, we end this and, and you all understand what we're talking about, just so we understand, go back and play cut number two, Mr. Producer. Just cut number two. Actually, no, cut number four. Cut number four is is the bizarre ending where he's just fumbling around. I want to make sure that their book ended. Let's play cut four. Thank you. May God bless you all, and may God protect his troops and all those standing watch for America. We have so much to do. It's within our capacity to do it. We just have to remain steadfast. Steadfast. We will complete our mission. All right. <laughs> Not to play the whole thing. Steadfast. But just night and day. Steadfast. Night and day difference. Yeah. So... I, I, I truly pity anyone who's still out there who believes that Joe Biden was a better choice than Donald Trump. I, I pity them because you have to be lying to yourself to be watching what's on television today and still feeling that you did the right thing casting a vote for Joe Biden or that you did the right thing not voting because you didn't like Donald Trump. It, it's going to be harder and harder. And, and anyone who will say that to you, they're lying. They're lying. They have to be lying because this is it's not funny anymore. American soldiers are dying in places they haven't died for over a year. And it's all because of this man. Well, I think that we're in a critical place in our country and we're going to have to take matters into our own hands. And, and that, that is not something I, I look upon lightly. Um, I, I will tell you that the, the federal government is by far out of control. It is the train that is running down the track with very little regard for what sort of havoc they can cause. And we don't know which curve it's going to come off the tracks, but it 100% is going to come off the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So just to leave everyone with this, Mr. Brewster, go ahead and put up image number two. This is going to be the image that defines Joe Biden's presidency. This image right here of him, I still don't know what he was doing. I think we all gave correct answers of what it could have possibly been, but I'm just calling it the fetal position. Joe Biden going to the fetal position. One last bit. I was trying to pinpoint when the Taliban realized that that Afghanistan was theirs for the taking. And I'm trying to yeah. figure out when they made that decision, what triggered it. And I think it might all come back down to this one picture. If we put up image number three, Mr. Producer, I think that the Taliban, <laughs> and that's what the, the thing says. I'm pretty sure this was the moment the Taliban said, F this, we got this. I think this photo, and this guy's been making the round. Oh, don't want to misgender him. This person has been making the rounds on lots of memes. I think that this probably was the moment that the Taliban said, actually, no, we can do this. Give you the final word, Joe. You know, the last couple of days have been really heavy. I have friends that are in Afghanistan. Obviously, I have this fight. I'm sitting in a place where I can't tell anyone where I am. I can't uh, go visit family. I can't come back to Colorado. I've had to step down as a CEO. 
And someone would say, how much sacrifice is enough? Well, I don't know. When the liars stop lying, when they stop trying to convince us that we're not in, that the election wasn't stolen, it was stolen on a massive scale, both by bad people and by bad technology. We need full audits across the country. But when when they can fix that, when they can come to the, to the realization that, yes, the election was stolen, stop gaslighting and lying, when they can stop propping up terrible leaders that are just trying to enslave us as people, then I'll stop. And then whatever sacrifice up to that point that has been made, all right, maybe that is the, the limit by which I'm willing to make a sacrifice. Up to that point, I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to make sacrifices. I'm going to continue to speak out. And I'm going to tell you, though, we are winning. God wins. We know how it ends. But we're winning now. There's a lot of things. They are up against the ropes. They're in a defensive position. You can't have a, a man that sits up there basically in the fetal position just trying to run away, hoping that they can maybe someone won't see me and us not be winning and, and creating or recreating accountability in our society. So I just want to encourage you to continue to stand up. I want to encourage you to fight. I want to encourage you to get involved. I want to encourage you to run for office. I want to encourage you to do all the things that as an American you should be doing. And you would ask me what sacrifice is too much. And I would tell you there is no sacrifice that is too much that would honor the sacrifice that's been given for generations before us to give you the opportunity you have today. No house, no car, no amount of money in the bank. All of that means nothing if in the future there's nothing that we have that we can pass down to future generations. So God bless you all. And just to make just to be clear, do we can you say the number again, Joe? Just so everyone can hear it. Oh, they so the number is they call in. I I uh, I put it in inside of the deal. I'll drop it in one more time so you have it. That is seven two zero six five zero seven six six four code one four five six nine one five zero four seven pound. Um, so I put that in all the different channels. I even put it on Telegram. All right. So I, and, I'm and I just pinned it on Facebook. People. All right. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Awesome. Well, God bless well you that should be starting yeah. right now. So everyone get on that if you want to listen in. should be interesting. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, check out all the links in our description. Make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. We go live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Facebook, DLive, Twitch, conservative-daily.com, Clout Hub. So make sure you check us out there. Make sure you add them all to your bookmarks. Sometimes streams go down. It happens, but make sure you have them all bookmarked. And if you haven't already, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get a text message every day right before or as we go live with the links for that day's shows so that if one goes down, you can always jump over to the next one. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. <laughs>